Welcome to the Off the Road Again podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Ross. We're the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, other guys. And I'm Chris. <laughs> from, from Long Range, America. The, oh, the best part about the other guys is, isn't that a Will Ferrell movie? Yes, it's Will Ferrell and Marky Mark. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. I actually watched that like right at the beginning of quarantine because I had nothing better to do. A couple is good it, car chases in it. Instant tangent. Wahlburger is a really good place to eat. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it? I will say it gets pricey when you roll in with four kids. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't uh, everything. Also true. Unless, you know, in all fairness, the Wahlberg family needs the money. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, they're hurting. That's a solid joke, Ward. <laughs> no, they do. They do. Well they, got, they, got, they got overhead. They do. Yeah, they do have overhead. <laughs> they, got, they got unemployed relatives. And, and Mark uh, literally doesn't have the room in his daily schedule for anything else since he wakes up at 3 and goes to bed at, what, 7.30 every day? Like, yeah, but you see, nuts. Donnie's always been my, my fave. <laughs> Is that New Kids on the Block fame? Or say, or no, no, no. Band of Brothers. are we talking about? Band of Brothers? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Band of Brothers, yeah. <laughs> What was he? he was a sergeant, wasn't he? He was. He was. Yeah. Band of Brothers came out when I was 20, I think, which Saving Private Ryan came out right when I turned 18 and got my uh, selective service card in the mail. And then mm-hmm. literally like the week later, I went and saw that and went, okay, so we need to rethink some options here. Well, not, <laughs> not, not for nothing, but I, I saw that movie at a matinee with a buddy of mine who was a Vietnam uh Marine grunt, and uh, it turns out later that that he wanted to to watch the film with somebody that was not a veteran. So interesting that he could have a driver to go home. He was okay. Okay. But yeah. It, yeah <laughs> uh, Fair. Uh, Private Ryan was was a was a little too realistic. Yeah. It that. Mm-hmm. We've read multiple things recently, actually, about that and about how people are struggling with the, uh, I think, reality and how accurate some of the scenes were kind of come to light as of late. But, yeah, uh, Michael, Michael had a hard tour. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of hard things. That's Jeep. careful. Careful. <laughs> um, the Jeep Wrangler Rubicon 392 debuted today, but everybody had all the information ahead of time because it didn't debut until 11, but all the videos were like, as soon as I woke up, yeah. like, here it is. The embargo lifted at midnight and then Jeep did its official reveal at noon. Yeah. So it that was, was the first thing on my phone this morning. Yeah. It was like over- It's a good thing to wake up to. Yeah. Like that was my Apple news this morning. And Ross and I enjoyed the the reveals. Like intro was very Game of Thronesy. Like it was oh my like god, a, it was like an old Will, Willie's Jeep, but it was like Game of Thrones styled intro of a Willie's Jeep. It was kind the of music weird. and the way like it shifted from one scene to another was straight out of the Game of Thrones intro. Which I haven't watched Game of Thrones since it ended, and now I have to watch it again. Thanks, guys. So so not for nothing, but I am a spoiled only child. So did they happen to mention if our tank would fit? Uh, <laughs> I, I hadn't gotten there yet, but it was on my no, list of yeah, topics. Yes. We would like to touch on that. Yeah, no, it's always on the top of ours. Because 
Because Ross and I actually traded texts about that today because yep. he was like, they're not going to put it in the two-door. And I was like, the two-door has a 17-gallon tank. <laughs> yep. 392V8 with a 17-and-a-half-gallon 17, 17 tank. So the 17-gallon yeah, here, here, tank. Yeah, but, but here's good news. Here's the good news. We got a 12-gallon auxiliary on the way. For the two-door? For the two-door, yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. sweet. Paul's so back seat's out, right? No, no, no. Oh, with the back seats? Oh, wow. yeah, no, it goes yeah. underneath. goes underneath. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, that will help with the 10 miles per gallon that this thing will get. <laughs> well, it was like zero to 60 in 4.5 seconds. Like, I don't need yes. an SUV to do that. Um, so, not, not for nothing. One of, our, one of our clients that we can't talk about does, <laughs> does major, major upgrades, including Hellcat motors in okay. Wranglers. So, and bulletproof you know, there, glass, and yeah, there's always there, there's always you know there's always another place to go. <sighs> Fair, there there is another, but but like four hundred and seventy horsepower, four hundred and seventy. I can't remember to say pound feet or foot pounds right now. Uh, my brain just quit. Just pick pounds. Just pick one and go with it because <laughs> foot pounds. The, the next uh, the next automaker will switch it. So, the best is there's always somebody who yells about it on the internet. So. It's still a lot. It doesn't matter which way you say it. 470, 470 is a lot. But a thousand is more. But a thousand is more. <laughs> and so we wait on the electric Wrangler, the all electric Wrangler, which we know will happen. And then it'll be, you know. Well, that was the, uh, I, I saw a lot of the, the pushback I saw was like, I thought Jeep was supposed to be kind of the eco-friendly brand, but I was like, they just, they literally just did the 4XE. What was that? That was supposed to be New York Auto Show that got canceled. But yeah, like that was supposed to be its big reveal it of the plug-in hybrid. It so I I wrote something for Hooniverse for the first time in a long time, and uh, and five days ago the 4xe won green car or green SUV of the year, and uh, and today they have the you know 392 Wrangler. So. <laughs> Is that a real thing? Balance. The, the I'm not joking. I'm, I, yeah, Green Journal announced the 4XE is their green SUV of the year. <sighs> so I made a point of pointing that out. But yeah, fun juxtaposition. So the only kind of, there were some weird takeaways for it. They, they, it has a hood scoop, but they have a system now called Hydro Guide that is attached to the hood scoop. It sounds is, like something you'd use if you grew weed. A hydro guide, yes. <laughs> hydroponic farming, um, yes. <laughs> but it's supposed to separate the water and the air through the hood scoop. Wow! It allows it to ford two inches more than a regular Wrangler. Than a regular so, wait, 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 wait. so, so is the water's coming in through your hood scoop? That that's what they're Presumably. saying is the yeah. the spray over the top. This hydro guide is separating the water from the air. Yeah, no, one, no one needs a snorkel anymore. What's the point exactly. of snorkel now? Right? So it's, it's, that, that's a hood snorkel. Effectively, that's exactly what yes. it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hood snorkel. So, but that, that raises the water fording capability, but only in the 392 to 32 and a half inches. And then Ross and I did a fun game, a brainstorming game earlier. We were like, what's deeper? And we came up with the, the Defender. Yep. Is oh man, I gotta get your score back. It was thirty. The defender is thirty-five point four inches. Thirty-five. 
And then my, my, my personal favorite is the Rivian R1T and R1S, the fully electrics. They're like 36 inches plus because there's, there's, no, there's no internal, they don't care about air. Like, right. It's at sealed. That, at that point, it's where the door seals are leaking. Yep. <laughs> it's Not fun. that I, to be honest, if you're in three feet of water, especially if it's moving. Yeah, if you're in three feet, in three feet of water, chances are you have other problems to deal with at that point. <laughs> Like, uh, you know, the differentials that probably don't have breathers. So, you know, we've all dealt with this. Which every time I looked it up today, all the Jeep forums were talking about like, well, a good, how, how long can I keep my differential in the water before I have to worry about water in it? Like the only time I've been in water and my differential was under the water, I then changed my gear oil. <laughs> right. No, but water fording is a big thing in any uh, off-roading video that you watch, overlanding video, everyone films water crossings. Because it's the most visually appealing piece of overlanding. (laughs) It doesn't matter if you're going through four inches of standing water, like in a parking lot at 30 miles per hour or like three feet of water crossing a river. It looks awesome any way you do it. It's a big deal. I'm, I'm so happy. that's why everybody runs on it, you know. Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to report that our, our new world headquarters has a parking lot that floods. <laughs> so you can so, test so you it. have you have test facility on site. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's, it 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 drains eventually, but you know, like for about a half a day, you get about six inches of water over the far corner of the so did, building or the have, parking lot. Not have to pay extra. I hope not the building. No, no, it's all parking lot. Parking lot. Okay, good. (laughs) Which we're in Boise, Idaho, and in it, you know, in the summer it doesn't rain for a hundred days straight. So, is it that bad? Jesus, they probably don't care. You know, yeah, about a hundred days usually no rain. Oof. Trying to, I'm trying to process that because I lived in Florida for three years, where during the summer it literally rains every day. Like it's yeah. Well, in Florida it rains when even when the sun is shining. Yes, it depends on what side of the street you're on too. Yeah, right. Totally. <laughs> it's always fun. What's the so, weather? I don't know. Yeah. Ask me in five minutes. That's the that's the northeast joke. What's the weather like? I don't know. Let's circle back. I feel like that's um, everywhere though. It it really is. Like the, the wait five minutes it'll change is everywhere. Unless you're in like San Diego. It's not ever gonna change. Sixty five and sunny. It's still sixty five and sunny. All the time. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm sorry, but I lived in San Diego and it was boring as hell. Correct, right? Was that's, it? That's why I left Florida because I get tired of it being sunny and 40 during the winter because I lived I lived on the West Coast and I wasn't far enough south to have it be like warm all the time. So the temperatures would still get to down to like 35 and I'm like, why am I here? It's never going to snow. Like, they <laughs> just didn't cold. stay there, did they? No. Yeah, I, was in, I was in Pensacola in, in uh, 1996 early 97 and it snowed and they're like this is the first time it's ever snowed and it was just like a little like what boise Izzy, idaho sneezes at you're like that's not right that's not snow Ugh. you guys count that as flurries <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i alluded to it we 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 took the family on a day trip uh i will share my screen with you because trying to understand how big this thing is just is hard to process so somebody made a a a map of the state of kansas and called it the kansas adventure trail and it literally follows the rectangle of kansas 
which for you guys out west, we only have nine percent public land here, and those are all like state fishing lakes, basically. And I maintain so, like, only is in quotes as yeah. us in Connecticut cry into our. So Ross is at like four percent. Like it's public. even smaller. No, it's not even that. I think it's like <laughs> two point four. What's Idaho like? I think it's like seventy percent public land yeah exactly like once you're west of colorado it's much much higher everywhere um but my me i'll be you know sobbing <laughs> but on this adventure trail uh i i literally i went hunting for one of the water crossings for kind of the reason uh, we talked about earlier like it's the most visually compelling part of it right and i wanted to drive through so anyway we didn't get to the water crossing but we did go to this thing. This thing is called Big Brutus. Uh, for the audio listener, there's a what massive a orange. It's called an electric shovel. Oh. Is basically uh, how they refer to it. There are eight giant treads underneath it. This is my nine-year-old in front of it because, you know, he has to pose with everything. That's an adult woman uh, down there in the background. <laughs> so um, it, it's effectively a giant digger, like a... An yeah. enormous digger. It's um, an, and it's, it's how I, tall is it? I would call it's it's 160 feet tall, so it, it measures in oh, at like shit. 15 stories. And it's a hybrid. It's electric. It's yes. It was it was electric, <laughs> which is the weirdest part. Um, top speed of 0.22 miles an hour, mm. and it would. They used it for strip mining in in Kansas. Uh, and what I didn't, I need to pull up the Google Map. Uh, for a piece that I put in the show notes because I was like, where did that not come? I guess my Google map didn't come. Um, when I looked from above, because when I took pictures at the actual place, there's uh, a giant body of water like out in front of it. And I was like, huh, I wonder, I wonder if that had something to do with it. And so the best part is on Google maps, you can see how big it is. <laughs> Because even from above, you can see this giant freaking thing. Um, so there's this body of water right here in front of oh, it. Oh, shit. Well, turns out that's just the strip mine. Mm. That's literally a hole that this thing helped dig. Uh, and what happened? And the water table just flooded into over, the strip mine? Over time, it's filled in with like rain and everything. It, it wasn't going to oh. continue to evaporate. Oh, that's but like. Cool. When yeah, you, you look zoom at out, you can see where it's been. All That's of wild. Cherokee County is, and actually it has strip pits, state wildlife management area, because these are all strip mines. Wow. Mm. All down here through Cherokee County. But the reason that this thing is in this basically field up against this body of water right now is because they got to the point and they were like, hey, guess what? Uh, it's no longer cost effective to use this thing. So just we're just going to leave it here. Dump it. Yeah. And they, they just stopped and they left it there. <laughs> Decommissioned and then pulled out all of the things that allowed it to operate. So it, and it let's make a park out of it. Right. Uh, yeah, pretty much. So it cost $6.5 million in 1962. So $56 million today to buy one of these things. It is not the biggest of its kind. Uh, there's one that was called the what? captain, which was three times larger. What the? Oh, I have to look it up. This what one weighed eleven million pounds, and that one, and so, but of that part of that was ballast, and so the captain was twenty-seven million pounds of just equipment. Oh my god! It looks like something out of Star Wars. The captain does. Yeah. 
Yeah, they all look really kind of crazy. Chris, what were they strip mining for? Did, did, did it say? Coal. Coal. So, and the best part was like, this thing didn't even mine the coal. It moved all of the yeah. earth out of the way. So they could get to the coal? So they could, yeah. And it would, it only, it would, I'm going to say it only, it would dig 20 feet to 69 feet. That was like the depth of the boom. Mm-hmm. And that's as far as it, it could go down kind of thing. <clears throat> The crazy part that I found on the uh, the like about page is like there are there's a staircase to the top of the boom, and in inside this thing there is um, a sign that like points at the boom, and you're like okay, um, but then there's also a sign there that says closed due to insurance. <laughs> <laughs> so. This this main section here would be the main hoist cables would be going in and out through there. They would go up and out that way. And then the door to the boom was like over here. That's wild. So it was, and and I didn't really expect to be electric. Like I kept mm-hmm. looking for an engine. I'm assuming mm-hmm. they stripped the generator engines out when they, when they kind of uh, took everything of value out of it. But I mean, it, it would have been cool if it ran on coal. <laughs> <laughs> it's just feeding itself. Just like just throw it in, scooping yeah. it up. Like, hey, this in. scoop needs to go here. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and like yeah. the more yeah. I imagined it, like in use, I always imagined stuff like this with like big billowing clouds of smoke coming out of them as they're right. mining everything else. Or right? it's it was... reserved for the coal. Yeah, I mean, smoke where comes does after you... at the yeah. end of the process. Do you need a certain gauge rated extension cord for that thing when you're driving it around? Like yes. 12. Yes, you do. 12. Yeah. 14 is not good. Well, considering it only moves at 0.22 miles an hour, like. <laughs> good God. They probably didn't show it. They didn't want to show everyone the coal fired power plant that it, it kind of moved with it. <laughs> that literally was right <laughs> behind it. <laughs> yeah. Worst Tesla ever. Yeah, exactly. So we, we had room to take a picture in the bucket. Wow. That was. That the weirdest part was just how, how big it was. It was yeah. So at one of the places we go off roading, this place Anthracite Off Road in Pennsylvania, they have one of those buckets on the entrance trail to the park, and it's big enough that people like the photo op of the place is you back your truck into the, the bucket. bucket. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because some people, you know, like a two door standard with JK, you can still open the door and like climb out and like oh, walk absolutely. out. But there was a guy on like, you know, full with like Dana sixties and he had to like climb over his windshield to get out because he couldn't open the door. It was pretty funny. I, I would say this bucket is big enough that you It'd be tight, but you could probably get two JKs in there next to each other. It it was huge. I like the Wikipedia page because it's got a picture of a van and a car next to the tracks. And you could literally like fit the car inside the tracks. Yeah. It it was just it's so big. It's a Ford Windstar or a Ford Aerostar van. That's awesome. (laughs) That's pretty cool. And like a Buick old school yeah the uh they they do have something on the about page of the actual like website there's like hey we're raising money to paint it the the quote we got was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to paint it so (laughs) oh my god we're just gonna try and buy the paint and do it all ourselves (laughs) you just see the farmers out there with metal cans you know they're like ah 
Fair. Just oh. imply local children. It was what? it was ginormous. So anyway, it it distracted the kids for a day. Awesome. We didn't touch any. I mean, we touched stuff. There was hand sanitizer around. We and weirdly, it, or not weirdly, um, fortuitously, it was kind of cold and windy. So keeping your mask on actually was like. Does help. Have your face warm. Like there was an added benefit. Like I had my stocking hat and my mask. <laughs> yeah, it does actually weirdly help keep you warm. Kind of nice. Ross, what you do? The beard. <laughs> the beard also helps quite a lot. Um, I went up to our local ATV club on Saturday. I took my wife with us. It was her second time on an ATV trip uh, since we met which uh, the, the first time was in 2000, I think, 14. So it's been a while. Is, um, is this – the time you broke it was the time you were just driving around the yard, right? Which time that I broke it? <laughs> you told a story oh, before yeah, yeah, where yeah, Sam yeah. got on with you and uh-huh. then immediately the quad broke. That was in my parents' front yard, like yeah, exactly. literally okay. on the grass in front of their house. No, she came with us this time. She rode shotgun in my dad's Polaris Razor. Um, he's got full, like, four-point harnesses and everything. And she actually had a really good time. It was chilly. Um, you know, they wore masks and helmets and everything in the side-by-side together just to have – Just in case. Just just for uh, redundancy, if nothing else. But it was a good trip. It was the most uneventful day of off-roading ever. Um, I had one almost oopsie and otherwise there were no problems. Um, we had unbelievable rain last week in the Northeast and it's not the, like there was a hurricane going by or it, something. Not like anything like that. No, that didn't happen. But there were, so the place, this ATV club, it's like private land. Um, it's because usually, of the 2%. Yeah, it's part of that. Well, it's private, so it's not public. Uh, but it, it's usually muddy there, even when it's dry everywhere else. And after all the rain, it was it was. I've been riding quads for fifteen years, more actually more than that. And this was probably in the top five muddiest trips I've ever been on. Um, went over the seat in the mud twice. As so, in, like the quad stopped in the mud, and you kept going. No, as in it was. Oh, the mud. No, went no, back. no, not over the bars. God, no, no, that would have been so <laughs> unfortunate. No, like the mud in the water and the mud crested went. the seat. Um, like, you know, not bow wave, just like you go down and the and it floods over. Is there so, special pants for that? I wear very high coveralls. <laughs> I wear like I wear high top Timberlands and and you know like the heavy duty thick coveralls. Is there a photo and, of that that we can see? Uh no. A photo of me in the coveralls? Yes, but not a photo of me in the mud pit. We definitely uh, have know. pictures of Ross in mud. So, so oh, I got yeah, to ask is a connoisseur of mud. Um, sure. <laughs> what viscosity were you running? What what? The viscosity. Uh, what the, oil viscosity? Oh, the mud, mud, mud. Oh, mud. How <laughs> thick was it? <laughs> uh, the the reasonably light. I'd say not quite soup, but a little bit less. Um, yeah, I've been told to avoid the really bad mud pits at this place because they extract vehicles with, uh, you know, with jeeps, and we're talking about like eight hundred pound quads. So not quite as bad as that 
plays Anthracite, where they extract quads and side by sides with Unimogs. So that that's a little a little worse. But the mud at this place is is actually it's pretty thin, which is nice. Um, but it it's actually it's pretty. I mean, high elevation in the state of New York is relative, but it's it's pretty high, so <laughs> it, it tends to be pretty thin mud. Still and need to drive a Unimog. Uh, same, yeah. Anybody knows anybody with a Unimog? Holler. Maybe we can get Ward to buy one. Ooh, no. Hey Ward, Ward how do you feel Ward, about buying? Ward already Unimog? knows what he wants again to offer. No, no, no. no. Laugh if you will, Chris. <laughs> Laugh if you will. But I found a screaming deal in the UK for a Unimog. Left hand drive Unimog. Yeah. Oh, pull the trigger then. I, I'm yeah. I'm a full enabler of bad decisions. I mean, great decisions. <laughs> It, it was a. Uh, I didn't know if he was talking to me or you. <laughs> yeah, right. Which Chris or I mean, very, different very local say that. Other, uh, German um, army uh, uh, ambulance. So it's a big box on ambulance about. Unimog. Dude, I love it. Uh, and I'm in. What's holding you up from doing it? <laughs> uh, my wife. Yep. That's. Uh huh. I can't argue that. We, Ward, I, I prefer it. to call it the accountant. But. The accountant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, so I write for this other website, Everyday Driver, and the joke is that the wife is, quote unquote, the minister of finance. Yes. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's a good title. That's a promotion over the accountant. It, yeah, a little step up. <laughs> well, unless you watch the movie, The Accountant, then you, you know, then you know, like you could. It's more, is that more the one? That's that been about... Affleck with a high-powered rifle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that supposed to be on Staten Island? I don't think it was a good movie. I'm just... <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, don't, we don't have to look up the Rotten Tomato that reviews wouldn't, on that. Wouldn't, that wouldn't bother. Hey, I, I did so. find a picture of Ross in the mud. The, the old pictures Which that one? exist on, on Google Drive's Ross. <laughs> <laughs> that is... Uh, that was, I think, the first or second ride on that quad, actually. Is this Wait, your Ross, how tall are you? I am short. I'm like 5'9". I, well, I was 5'10", and then I had back surgery. So, uh, I, it, yet since been, you know, unmeasured. So let's, Still uh, average. Let's call it average, yeah. <laughs> You're average. That's, it's good height. Yeah. I, no, I, I think I lost like an inch when I had part of my spine. You can, you can ride like roller coasters and stuff, and you fit normally. You Dude, can drive Miatas, like – I can I fit in every car without a problem. Yeah. I can't get into every lifted truck without a problem, but I fit in everything without a problem. He's gonna fit in Ward's UMOG pretty good. Mm. It's not gonna be an issue. Just got a ladder. Just got a ladder. Yeah, yeah just a running jump. It's fine. Hydraulic lift for the spare. <laughs> I've I've been enamored with Unimogs for like for like since I first learned of them. Like the fact that they have multiple speeds in reverse because they used to work in rail yards like the, mm -hmm. the the amount of engineering and thought that went into those trucks is just insane so what are in your current fleets at the moment <laughs> ward's about to get a unimog ward's about to buy yeah what else no, what no, do you no, no, no. I, I i i suppress the urge <laughs> so what what else do you own and toy with well, Chris, Chris has the, the ultimate collector's vehicle. Ooh. Oh. Which Chris? Just not, not me. I sold <laughs> mine. <laughs> I, I know, Chris. 
I have, yeah, I have, I have a. The 47 is, a, is an icon. I have a 47 CJ2A. Um, currently uh -huh. not driving anywhere, which has my wife extremely happy. <laughs> Taking up the third stall in the garage. Um, mm -hmm. Doing an electrical conversion on it from 6 volt to 12. So it's just cool. kind of a process. Does it look like that? Uh, yeah, mine's actually, it's all gray. Okay. And uh, has a black, but yeah, pretty much the same. That's it has the tarot on cool. it. The, the glory of the, the visual listener. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they get the, the color coding. It's right. uh, still gray, yeah. Oh. Very cool. Yeah, it's great. But, you know, to throw it back to Ward, he's, he's going to have a, a really cool vehicle here pretty soon that's coming. Unimog? No, oh, that's right. It's a 90, 1991, uh, uh, well, it's our, it's our um, firm um, sort of pimp mobile. It's a 91 Land Cruiser 77 series. Oh, um, diesel coming, from, come, uh, coming yep. from the Canary Islands. Really? How did you happen and, upon that? And the ultimate is it's actually a left-hand drive, not a right-hand drive. So us Americans will be fine. So that's, how did you find That's going to make my Googling and, harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the story behind this? Because go that, to, that is to, not common. Go to, uh, just, just take your browser to canaryislandrover.com. Okay. Is my bank account gonna punch me in the face? No, no, these are no. Cheap. This is this is this is a great no, story. I'll be quiet. Very, very reasonably priced. And uh, so Adam, our our friend in Tenerife, is a U.S. expat who uh, fell in love with a young lady who was a who was a Canary Islander. And uh, uh, wise man that he that he was, he he chose uh, love over politics and uh, and. Uh, does it have brown stripes? It does. It does. Oh my gosh, Ross. It is amazing. Oh no. I just bought a truck. I can't buy another. No, no. I'm not <laughs> telling you to buy another one. I'm just telling you to be in awe of theirs. You can come like, drive this one. That's it. That's actually the truck. That's, is it really? That's the exact truck. Those that's, stripes that new truck. are amazing. So you said left-hand drive, right? Left-hand drive, turbo diesel, four-cylinder. Manual, automatic, five-speed. Oh, oh, this it's thing's gonna be so great. That is it'll like about twenty-five miles to the gallon. It'll do seventy miles an hour, and as long as you don't confuse it with a four-point-two-liter heavy-duty six-cylinder Land Cruiser motor, you'll do just fine. Oh, that's amazing. Those those seats are fantastic. Like the stripes on the seats, even the turbo stitching. So that's on its way? It departed Tenerife yesterday. Oh, man. Congratulations in advance. That it's, is amazing. It's on a, it's on a row row to uh, Amsterdam, and then it'll get on a, a bigger row row, and uh, <laughs> we'll row 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 our boat to Seattle, um, offloading uh, first week of January. That's, that is awesome. All the way That's to a hell Seattle. of a way to kick off the new year. Holy shit. Well, and we already nice ordered change. fuel we tank. A, a uh, we needed a uh, demo show truck, and uh, uh, we, after a lot of years and a lot of vehicles, um, uh, I knew I didn't want another right-hand drive, and uh, 
uh, we, we just wanted something that would be a, a little, uh, little unique. And mm -hmm. uh, so we sell fuel tanks and we sell rear bars or bumpers uh, as Americans call them. And this one actually has kind of a, a, a ugly <clears throat> bumper, and uh, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna gear it up a little bit and uh, those shows and what have you. What is in the rear bumper? Are those just brake lights, or are they reverse yeah. lights too? They're, they're all of the above, yeah. All Turn signals, yeah. okay. Um, I think those wheels were also on the second gen Forerunner. They look very similar, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. early '90s uh, Land Cruisers yeah. and Forerunner yeah. shared. I, yeah, so I that, had yeah. set off of a Forerunner on a '75 uh, series flatbed that I had. Hmm. Nice, yeah, so nice that'll bit. get a okay. that'll get a fuel tank, uh, LRA fuel tank, and then a Kmar rear bumper on it when it gets here. We we have other other friends that are donating some goodies to to help Ooh. finish. Nice. So we, cool. we haven't really touched on what LRA is. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> who, who wants to go? <laughs> well, Chris, Chris is the area day one. I'm, I'm just sort of um, in the background. Your background? <laughs> <laughs> Ward has the best jokes, as we figured out already. He's, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's got the one-liners for days. Uh, <clears throat> LRA or – so. The difference, LRA is who we import from. Long Range Automotive is who we buy fuel tanks from. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. And they're in Lilydale, Australia, and outside of, uh, excuse me, Melbourne. Mm -hmm. I pronounced it wrong, so I'll probably get in trouble later. But um, <laughs> Roger and Arnie are the two brothers that own it. They've been at it for over 30 years, Ward. Yes. And they've been at it for over 30 wow. They're pros. They're absolute pros in everything that they do. And so we import their fuel tanks from them. Um, and we import from Kmar, who is some of their really good friends just down the road. Um, and those are, that's our two main uh, product lines right now that we have. Mm -hmm. And it's all Toyota or you guys have uh, branched out of it? Uh, no, no, no. Toyota, Jeep, Dodge. Okay. What am I missing, Ward? Mercedes Sprinters. Mercedes Sprinters, uh, that's a big one. Uh, oh, wow. We have uh, so so we have we have we have friends that are a little different and uh, uh, Mitsubishi Delicas and Pajeros are are quite popular. Um, they are a, a micro expedition vehicle. A, a Delica L four hundred is just a badass little four by four. Delicas are becoming a thing in the states. Well, funny thing is, we know where to get four-wheel drive diesels, uh, long and short wheelbase in left-hand drive. Really? Is that is that back to that website we might have Same been place? on a little bit ago? Yep. <laughs> well, Noted I, for future reference. Yeah, no, I, I, I mock, I, I mock um, uh, right-hand drive vehicles because uh, I can't, I can't comfortably drive one because I'm, 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 um, I always keep trying to turn on the windshield wipers when I'm <laughs> turn. And yes, you can refit and do all that stuff. But uh, back to the matter is my, my wife really doesn't like riding in the passenger seat of a right-hand drive vehicle. It's understandable. In, in the U.S. anyway. So um, yeah, so there's, there's also kind of a price premium for, mm -hmm. for a discount, depending on how you look at it for right -hand. left and right hand. Yeah. Personal preference. 
understandable. Very cool. See, it's it's really hard to find pictures of them. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Because they're all underneath. <laughs> oh, the fuel tanks. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm scroll through Instagram. I'm so like, what's I got to find something to share. <laughs> what's your biggest market? What do you tend to move the most of? What's your most popular vehicle and automotive, I guess, demographic is the right phrase for it? Um, well, there's there's historical there's current trends and then there's the future and uh mm -hmm. you know we, we kind of we've been doing this for about in one form or another about four years and uh, that followed a, a, the, the the prior business which was more in the area of repair kits and drivetrain products mm -hmm. um, so you know we 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 came from the toyota off-road world because that's what people in this country have been buying from LRA for the last 20 years. Um, but once we got the Jeeps coming in, Chris has done a bang up job of, of spreading the word. And, and I'm at a point where I really don't do anything anymore. Um, <laughs> what you've got on screen there is a photo of uh, a coffin, uh, or, or a uh, Mercedes Sprinter, depending on. Holy shit. Are you saying you can move bodies in there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gasoline. Don't do so don't do this. Oh, yes. But they don't care because they're dead. Um, that's a 46 gallon uh mercedes uh tank what's wow. right, what was the, the stock 24 gallon 24 original mm. equipment that's a pretty graphic example of why people send us money <laughs> <laughs> and that retains like all fuel gauge function and everything right, right? yeah most of it yeah, most of it, um, yeah. <laughs> retains the body carrying capabilities yeah yeah I think so, what, so, what you lose sometimes is you lose the uh, the miles to empty function. The range. Um, yeah, when it tells you the range. Um, but, you know, most, most vehicles, that's significantly off anyways. Um, so my dad on his prior Silverado, he had a Duramax Silverado, and he, he changed out 23-gallon OEM fuel tank, which was comically small for a 57-gallon. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't – I think it was a Titan tank was the name yeah, of the brand. Probably. And the miles empty was never accurate, but the theoretical range was like a thousand miles and it, right. it changed the truck completely. Some of the, some of the car manufacturers will allow you to f fool with their code and, mm -hmm. and kind of trick the computer into thinking what you want. But we've, we've come across some of them and I'll leave the names out that <clears throat> are absolutely not going to let you touch it. Does it rhyme with Mopar? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Okay. no. Really? Huh. No, I mean, you could, because that's, you know, a lot of American made stuff, it's, it's, uh, the coding there, the, uh, people do tuners. And mm -hmm. if they allow people to get in there and mess with a tuner, you know, or do something like that, then you can change all that code. It's not that difficult once you have the program. Hmm. Uh, it would be more your foreign manufacturers that are kind of like stale. Really? Interesting. It seems, in the speed side of things, the like the streetcar side of things, that FCA has been the most difficult to crack. So, I guess interesting. It's a, I took a stab. I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <same. laughs> so yeah, like as Ward was saying, you know, people even this year, people have really built a lot of sixty series Land Cruisers, eighties. We've sold a lot of hundreds this year, and then kind of the new wave is the Jeeps. Mm -hmm. um you know 
as you were talking, alluded to earlier with the new Jeep, huge motor, small fuel tank. So most of the Jeeps, we can double the fuel capacity on them with a really nice tank that actually fits in front of the um, rear axle on the driver's mm -hmm. side because the main tank usually sits on the passenger side on those. Um, so we Ooh, can I found it. the capacity. I found a JK one. <laughs> on JK, JL. There you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> so what, what are they made of? Is It looks like aluminum. It's, but I yeah, it's, it's aluminized steel. Um, it's, it's two millimeters thick wow. steel. So um, in fact, a uh, little plug for Turtleback Trailers. We just did a tank in Ken Bruce, who's one of the, one of the leaders of Turtleback Trailer in his JK. And, and if you're looking <laughs> on Instagram, his Instagram is wandering Rubicon. But that's familiar. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. He's that's got a good cool. following. But they did a whole video of the whole thing of the install in the JK. So it's pretty cool. It's, you know, it's such a weird world where we have simultaneously Jeep talking about installing solar panels and like solar chargers on the, you know, like in Moab mm -hmm. on the trails. And also we have overlanders looking for large capacity auxiliary tanks, but I'm, I don't know. Uh, I don't think that, is there any downside of adding supplemental fuel capacity? I mean, obviously like marginal weight increase, but have you, I mean, yeah. it doesn't, more likely than not provide any decrease in like ground clearance. It doesn't change nope. the way the vehicle operates. There's really no negative, right? There's really no negative. And the huge positive that I, one of the things I take away, it's, I mean, obviously we always talk about safety and ability mm -hmm. to get out of wherever you are by having enough fuel, not running out. But a lot of the overlanders that I talk to, especially the ones that are videoing a lot and trying to video and get all the cool shots and everything, They'll zoom down trails and they'll run out of fuel and then they have to run out to get fuel and then go back into camp. And it's like, well, mm -hmm. why are you doing that? Just carry more fuel. Right. <laughs> let's do it. Let's Eliminate do it the safely. variable from yeah. the get go. So actually we're selling fuel carrying capacity, but we're actually saving gas. <laughs> like, kind of. I like that. But, yeah. Yeah. That is, that is kind of nuts. So it's, you know, it's, it's about safety and, and I think that's a big part of what long range America is really about is, is how do we do stuff that's, you know, how do we equip customers to go out and do stuff that's safe sure. and, and suits their needs. And obviously we're not forcing people to buy tanks. We're, we're right. talking and to them. And, and one of the key things about off-roading after you've done it enough to have had a lot of uh, debacles is yeah. the nice way to put it is just peace of mind you know like yeah complete. being able to focus on what you're doing and where you're going and who you're with and the off-roading itself mm -hmm. and not having to think about all that other bullshit in the background is it's i mean it's the reason that i yeah. started carrying you know auxiliary fuel on the quad so we don't make tanks for that you know, a lot of a lot of people um um really kind of go overboard for the bling. Um, Absolutely true. Yeah, but, you know, I've got 37s and well, screw you, I've got 40s. Um, ha, sorry. Know, it, 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 <laughs> and uh, the, uh, I was talking to a trainer. He's, he's a 
great guy from north of the border that uh, his, 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 his business is training uh, commercial fleet operators, uh, power utility uh, uh, companies, um, uh, folks uh, from, the, from the federal and provincial governments that, that have fleets of uh, backwoods law enforcement professionals, game, fish and game, <clears throat> forestry types, uh, commissioned law enforcement officers. Yeah, they're driving Ford Super Duties and Duramax Chevys and, you know, they get stuck. And, you know, he, he spends a lot of time teaching them how to use their vehicles to, you know, be able to go home at the end of the shift without taking a very long walk. And, uh, you know, they do just fine with, with stock vehicles with four-wheel drive. And, and with a modern vehicle, you know, with traction control and, and the other features, you know, you really don't have to go buggy with, with, uh, with you know, big dollar upgrades. Um, and for a lot of folks that, that are actually knowledgeable about backwoods operations from a, from a, a search and rescue, law enforcement, military uh, perspective, um, you know, a very large percentage of our, our customer base are active retired military law enforcement or search and rescue. And, and they know that, you know, fuel, fuel is along with a, a jack and a shovel and some common sense and a little bit of experience, a pretty good toolkit to make it back in one piece. So we don't really compete with our other tank manufacturers. We, we don't really view ourselves as competing with anybody. It's, it's kind of a unique offering. For our for our vehicle mix, and uh, you know, it's, uh, we have people say, "Well, should I, you know, should I, you know, should I uh, upgrade my suspension, or should I buy a tank?" And I'm, I'm going, "Well, you know, when was the last time that your suspension didn't work? Did you ever run out of suspension?" <laughs> right. right, right. Uh, When's the last time you didn't it's a have very enough extreme suspension. circumstance? Yeah, yeah, it, it, and they go, "Well, you know, I, I someday I might want to uh, do the Rubicon." Okay, well, you know, someday. Okay, yeah, um, good on you. Um, right. Aspirations and reality are not doing the same usually. Yeah, it's uh, like the off-road community is full of FOMO, right? I mean, that's an older 100%. term now, but it's completely full of FOMO. It's there. We need to coin a new term for FOMO on Instagram, <laughs> for you know the likes you could have gotten if you had yeah. the such and such equipment. Right. I didn't have the right rooftop tent. Well, nobody likes that so, one so the, the the classic examples when somebody calls us up and says hey i'm doing a sema build and i'd really like to have one of your tanks on my rig why <laughs> oh, just gonna sit in the showroom it'd be really cool I said, and nobody's gonna see it i think you're gonna run out of gas at the sema convention well, no no no, no. You know, I, it's a it's a badass build i'm gonna go okay well tell me are you gonna like you tilted 45 degrees with a spotlight <laughs> right. on our tank or well, no more likely than not they're going to run out of gas because they put 3,000 pounds worth of shit on a 4,000 pound vehicle well yeah so, so anyway i guess you know we're 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 somewhat jaded in the the um it's not going to get you laid right it's, <laughs> it's not it's not an accessory that you know you're hanging out i thought big right back and back sides were in pop were popular now <laughs> comes over in, in a you know a tank top and short shorts and says god damn you got some fine wheels on you dude uh yeah it, it's 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 just a box with fuel in it um, 
it, it's not very sexy. In fact, I can't even understand why you guys are talking to us. It's, <laughs> I, because I think it's one of the, of the most uh, essential upgrades. Like, I, my 80 series was very limited. Like, I think I only ever got like 200. I think the most I ever let it go was 272 miles on one tank. Because it's an old truck. I didn't want to get too low into a gas tank. Um, and I just start, saw the flicker of the fuel warning light at 272 miles. Well, this is, this, is, this is where Chris would say, well, how would you like to have 79 gallons of fuel on board? I, I would absolutely love it, except I sold the yeah. truck like two weeks ago. <laughs> well, yeah, but, 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 uh, 79? 79. Because there's a what? replacement and an auxiliary. Yeah. So on the 80 series, you can put a 37 main tank replacement in and you can do a 42 gallon auxiliary. But you got to throw the But uh, then you spare. need springs and a bunch yeah. of other stuff too. <laughs> say, 80, how much is 80 gallons of fuel weigh? Fuel's what? Eight pounds a gallon? I think there's, there's a guy on Instagram. I think his, his uh, Instagram handle is Gray Whale Cruiser. And he's got the 100 series, and he's got the 40-gallon main and a 40-gallon ox. So he's got 80 gallons. Jesus. And he told me the other day when I talked to him, he can go almost 1,200 miles. And is he, like, trying to, you know, transverse yeah, just, the world or anything? Yeah, or is doesn't want to have to stop to get gas. So I think, he lives, I think he lives in a border town between two states, and mm-hmm. we won't name the states. But <laughs> he lives in a border town between two states, and in one state, the fuel is very, very cheap and just – across the border where he lives it's like twice as much so he twice goes 40 miles twice? gets his gas and then goes back home how ex- how expensive is fuel where you guys are just that sounds something like pure Nevada, california type stuff because i just filled up for a dollar 97 the other day and it was like oh. like two, 269 i think for premium i got premium okay. today yeah, that's about where we oh, are. Wow. You guys have really expensive we've got, we've got people that swear that they've paid for their tanks with gas or fuel savings yeah hmm. You just got to work the system. Yep. Very cool. Very, very cool. Oh, gas went back up around me. <laughs> oh. I filled up the other day for a dollar sixty-six. So. <laughs> oh my god. Costco gas. Uh, gotta be. It was a magic a magical place called Quick Trip that we only really get to experience here in the Midwest. But. Uh, what's it called? Quick Trip. Oh, Quick Trip. I think, Not so. I think my. My, say my favorite, uh, <laughs> my favorite Midwest gas station is called Come and Go. Yep. Come and that. Go. Yeah, Chris is especially fond of those. <laughs> well, I recently traveled to Southern Utah, <laughs> and there was one in Glenwood Springs, Colorado. So when I stopped to get gas, I definitely took a picture and texted oh, it to Ross. You have to. Yeah. You have to. Yep. Maturity. Yes. Well done. But we don't we don't have them in Kansas, but they're around every state but Kansas. Because I was here and then I went. So yeah, Kansas is, uh, they're like, no, we can't have that in our state. That's, we know what you're doing. <laughs> we know the innuendo. Sorry. That's, that's probably what's happening. They're walking up with their crosses going, no. Exactly. Right. They meet you at the border. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Holy cow. All right. Hold on. Yeah. I found a, a GX. That's ah. intense. That's uh, Mrs. Lifestyle Overland. Mrs.? Yeah, that would be, yeah, Kevin's, Kevin's wife's rig. Oh, um, man, it's a good-looking truck. Yeah, that's a, that's a newer. Ward, do you know what year their GX is? 
17, I think. Yeah. Huh. Now it has, it's not, yeah, that's. Oh, oh, that's hot. Life Forces, ARB, Life Forces, good luck. And then yeah, it has a K-Mar on the back now. I don't know if they have any new photos out yet. Does it? K-Mar bumper on the back. Hmm. Uh, so, so uh, uh, our fam my wife's, my wife's vehicle is a 2013 uh, GX, which um, the, the, the vehicles are very, very similar. There, there aren't really any differences between the two other than the butt ugly grill on the 14 models. And uh, um, so there's, there's We're a not looking for sponsorship from Lexus at all. So <laughs> uh, yeah, they, calling it like it is. Well, no, it's, it's just, it's just, you know, it, it, it looks like, you know, Darth Vader's illegitimate vehicle son, which is why you put an ARB on it to cover up the ugly. Yeah. Um, I've, I've also heard it referred to as the predator grill. Predator maw is yeah. the, yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, so we're very proud of our uh, land cruiserish front end. Um, and underneath it's the GX is kind of still related to the fourth gen forerunner, right? Uh, well, it's it's Prado. Prado. Uh, it's fourth, Prado. Fourth, fourth gen is the GX 470. The fifth gen is the GX 460. 460. I always but forget that they changed it. Pretty much everything that's Prado fits the 460, though. Mm. Pretty much. Pretty it's much. not. The, 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 uh, we. we when we got into the business, one of the first things we did was um, develop a 200 series tank for our market because in Australia, they're, they, have, they have different engines and different emissions. Um, and then uh, we developed a tank for the, for the uh, GX 470 in the fourth gen. Okay. The first of which went on uh, the vehicle owned by Dan Coons from GX Off-Road. Mm -hmm. GXOR. Yeah. That's those same guys. Yep. Same. Dan, Dan's a good friend. He's got our first uh, 470 tank. He's got uh, a bunch of other stuff in there. that. Uh, What's it take to fit the fourth gen tank? Asking not because I own a fourth gen forerunner at all. He, he literally not. bought my fourth gen like <laughs> two weeks ago. I've owned it for less than so you're, less you're than fourteen asking, days. You're asking for a friend. Um, <laughs> yes, that is uh, yeah. Friend of a friend. Friend Chris, of a friend is definitely on me. Chris from Idaho would ask you, did did you happen to buy one with KDSS? Uh, it's pre KDSS. It's X S. It's so then we have a tank for you. <laughs> oh boy! Our 470 tank doesn't yet fit mm. uh, the few, although they're out there, the few um, 470s with KDSS. Okay. But KDSS have, is supposed to be amazing. Uh, uh, since he since he joined, uh, I hear mixed reviews on that. But <laughs> Chris, Chris has has uh, negotiated a very firm. Um, uh, demarcation of responsibility because I, I had the bad habit of selling the same tank to two or three people. Um, mm. It was not a good inventory system. It doesn't make people happy. <laughs> it was very profitable. Where, where's my tank? Sorry, I sold it to that <laughs> Sorry. other guy. Yeah. It's on its yeah, way, I promise. You know, we that, shipped it six months ago. Didn't that, you get it? That's, 
that's a, that's a, that's actually a felony in this state word. Allegedly, allegedly. So if we ever get sued, he just admitted to it on allegedly. Uh, <laughs> also allegedly. But uh, the downside is he doesn't let me punch up uh, uh, invoices anymore. So. <laughs> downside and upside. Yeah. Take the good with the bad. No, to fit, so to fit your, to answer your question. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> You have to remove your spare, which means you have to remove all the hardware mm-hmm. that that holds the spare up there, and then uh, that's a thirty-three gallon tank that goes back in there. But so the the spare needs a new home. Spare needs a new home, yeah. Which we sell Kmar for that. That will fit that. I'm just, convenient. I'm, I think Chris can hear me <laughs> googling. Buy a, a, <laughs> buy a really nice uh, a hitch mount tire carrier from Rigged Equipment or one of those guys. Yeah, Rig D Supply or Wilco Off-Road, they make really pretty nice. Yeah, uh, Wilco. Well, I've heard good things about Wilco, too. Yeah, that's a swing. And then if you don't want to carry the spare, because I think I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. It's like, when was the last time you got a flat tire in town? I got a flat tire on the way to go off-roading the first trip when I had just acquired my first fourth Gen 4 runner. Oh, I thought you were going to say when you got your GX470 from Chris, and I was like, well. <laughs> no, for, no, he, no. He bought no. a. He I bought a fourth gen. It's a fourth, fourth gen. Fourth gen V8 Forerunner from me. Yeah. Oh. oh. No. I literally, when I bought my prior fourth gen Forerunner, I went off roading like three weeks after buying it and got a flat on the way to go off roading. And my high lift took a shit, and the. Uh, <laughs> little tire and i had a full-size spare the little tire inflator thing that i had you know yeah. i didn't have onboard air i had like one I of those little 12 volt plugs overheated and started smoking when i was trying to inflate the other tire like because the spare i had to deflate eight psi to fit in the spare it was a disaster uh, so you don't bring a plug kit with you at all or did it come off oh it was or... not salvageable oh not salvageable. <laughs> no 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 thank you 287 so if you buy a Kmart rear bumper, you can since you will already have a big ass fuel tank, you could mount two spares on your bumper. So then you wouldn't have to Slippery worry. Slippery slope. It. Yeah. <laughs> or you could mount your spare on the hood and pretend that you had a Land Rover. Of course, then you couldn't see where you were going, which never. <laughs> so. I can, I can yeah, hear uh, Ross's Minister of Finance in the background not yeah. too happy <laughs> yeah. with it. You're about ready to see like a hand come through the back. <laughs> yeah, I'm opting out of the rest of this conversation. She does listen. <laughs> she does. Uh, well, just because just she's listening, Ross made no commitments to purchase. <laughs> yes, that is right. Yeah, no this, this is Ross's old forerunner. Very old. Yep. Well, I'm I mean, Who made not the very old. Same year as the truck I bought off you. So that's true. And that the bumper looked better after I after I fixed it. Who made that bumper? Uh it was supposedly a weld together kit that was installed by the guy I bought it from. Okay. I think you spilled buy those and have them shipped, and then they just weld it as you when you get it. Yeah, I my understanding was he got all the pieces and then had a friend just put it together. Yeah, it looked better after I fixed it. Yeah, oh, that's actually pretty cool. Uh, is that rattle cam? It was, yeah, it was. It was like a plasti dip bed liner. No, it was like a bed liner spray on kind of thing. And also, uh, Chris is very kindly not showing the picture where the uh, the the sander that I use burned through part of the bumper. So 
It feels like you might have prompted him to show that picture. <laughs> My hands are both right here. I, I don't know where that picture is. I don't know how you found those so quick. That was impressive. It's called Instagram, homie. Uh, oh yeah i forgot about that i don't really do that anymore so it slips my mind yeah the best is the post that says 2019 shaping up to be the best year of my life i wrote that uh, yeah good thing i wrote that then now Shit. you did post a picture of your wife with it so it yeah Smart. I, I know what you're doing there haven't gone on instagram in so long i'll do that later anyways so photos from like two years ago <laughs> oh god is it really yeah. jesus christ 98 weeks ago oh. time flies time does fly so on that note time has flown and uh, <laughs> we got the ross's pumpkin yeah. time so you guys are in idaho um i've heard very good things i would very much like to visit i'm sure chris feels the same hope you come on uh, out so real, like real fast before you point you go like the other thing that makes me think of you guys all the time is in my vehicle i can throw all my kids right now and i can go places the only issue is i have to stop for gas or potty breaks but more often than not yeah, i stop can't help you with that right but no. i can take care of that like at least oh, for yeah, the, yeah. the three kind boys of it's pretty easy like we're far enough yeah. out there well, you know, we've considered when we do our welcome kits, we've actually considered adding like a little like urinal in the welcome <laughs> kit. <laughs> was we it, do make a men's and women's yeah. travel urinal, so we considered throwing those in there. I feel like that was a bit on Top Gear from like years ago that was like a ladies device so they didn't it, have to exit the vehicle in traffic. And I don't know if it was a joke or not, but it was, I, I remember it, Clarkson discussing it and it was definitely inappropriate. Very different <laughs> vision of Long Range America. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, like fuel stops are always like that's the only reason we'd stop like if i could get to denver and never have to stop i wouldn't well pe people have a lot of reasons for calling us that that doesn't mean that they actually buy anything because after i talk to them for 20 minutes it's pretty much it's done uh they're, <laughs> they're running the other direction but the the, the reality is that people that, yeah, everybody's got a different reason yeah. right and, and you'd think, well, geez, I mean, it's just a fuel tank. How many reasons can there be? Mm -hmm. um, Chris and I learn a great deal from the people we talk to because we don't sell tanks until we have a conversation. Because one, one of the things that we believe strongly is you need to know what you're doing before you do it. It's, it's, it's like, okay, so these things, you know, they require some maintenance right? You, you got a transfer pump for an auxiliary, you got a control module. If something goes wrong, it's sort of like a pilot, you know, pilot doesn't mm -hmm. need to be an A&P kind of guy, but he should understand how his freaking plane works. Because um, if it stops, you, you might want to have some diagnostic routine to go through. Sure. Um, so we, we spent a lot of time doing that. And, and, and I've been doing a little longer than Chris. And, and, you know, I've learned that if I think I know something it's good to confirm it, even if it's a, if it's a perception. And I'll, I'll give you a real quick example. The first, one of the early tanks we sold was a guy calls up, his name was Bo. And Bo is from Louisiana. Bo's a petro engineer, successful guy. And he said, I, I really want to buy, I really want to buy a replacement tank for my, for my FJ Cruiser. 
And I said, okay, so happy to help. I didn't really know what I was doing at that point. Mm -hmm. but he said, but I got one question. I said, what's a question? Will it fit a two wheel drive FJ Cruiser? And I said, yeah, there's nothing in there that's gonna get in the way. You got less stuff down there than, than a four wheel drive. And I really wanted to ask him what the hell he was doing buying a long range tank, you know, expedition badass tank for, for a two wheel drive. Prairie router, uh, desert. Hmm? Desert, prairie no, router? No, no. He said no, Louisiana. No. There's no desert. Oh, Louisiana. out there. So I, I, you know, we talked a bit and, I, and, and then I, I politely, you know, asked, I said, so help me understand, what do you need the extra fuel for? What, you know, what, what is, is help, help me learn my new business here. What's your, what's your driver? What's your motivation? Uh, he said, well, it's simple. Uh, my wife has a photography business and she's very successful and she drives all over central Louisiana with my three kids in the car. And the FJ Cruiser's got a thirsty four liter V6 and a 19 gallon fuel tank. And even with her conservative driving, she gets lousy mileage and she has to stop too often. And I don't want my wife stopping in, in certain neighborhoods. Hmm. And we're not talking, you know, racial profiling. We're talking economic profiling. Mm -hmm. yep. there, you know, there's some places she just doesn't want to stop. And, uh, you know, if you don't ask, you don't, you don't learn. And uh, if, you, if you don't confirm your understanding, you end up being ignorant. And the one thing I can, I can, I can, I can promise is we're, we're I, I'm not gonna speak for Chris, but I'm relatively <laughs> ignorant. You know, I, I keep learning every day. And um, for, a, for a fairly simple steel box, there's a lot to learn. We sell 65 kits in this country and uh, more coming. Um, and we're pretty good at it. You know, but the reason we're pretty good at it is that we've got great dealers, we've got great installers, we've got great customers, and I at least uh, am, am still learning my, my job. Chris is pretty good already, so I'm not worried about that. <laughs> no, I think, I think I actually gave Ward what I thought was the ultimate compliment the other day, and I'm not, I'm not sure how it was received completely. But we were, talk <laughs> we were talking about a replacement tank for, I think, a Dodge Ram. And, and somebody was asking me their, their call and like, Hey, you know, your, your tank fits a five, seven, will it fit a six, four? Like crap. I don't know. Let's find out. Let's get somebody that can throw one up on a rack and let's look at it and find out, you know? And then Ward's like, well, it probably has a different fuel sending unit. It probably has a different fuel pump. And so it's not, you know, and it's not going to fit. And I was like, man, you sound like one of our partners in Australia now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like not to take it's not taking the joy out it's like whoa pal slow down like you got to think about this incrementally yeah. and like one of the calls i get probably more than anything else is we make a, a tank for a nissan frontier and people will call and they'll say well the xterra was built on the same platform as the frontier it's yeah it was but the wheelbase is like four inches shorter so the t there's no way the tank will fit so there's just it's it's funny because you, you'll hear us say, well, it's a steel box that holds gas. And it's like, yeah, it's a steel box that holds gas, but there's a lot of complicated stuff that goes yeah. around it or you're in it. So. You're still playing Tetris to get it to fit on, oh, on yeah. the vehicles. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, Which, that's, where the, that's where the four pound hammer comes in. Yeah. <laughs> you start banging on it until it 
fits and it's okay. Well, that's, that's the world I live in is I have a, a second gen Sequoia and I was like, well, it's on a Tundra. Like, I'm sure that, like, nope, the Tundras <laughs> have different shit. Like, <laughs> no, who you need to call is you need to call Ben McCallie at Arizona Toy Pros and start bugging him. Okay. Because he has talked about wanting to develop a tank for second gen Sequoia and it's in balls in his court. All right. There you go. He's got a model. It. Game set match. I got. I got a. I got a Facebook page. <laughs> yep. There you go. Ben is the best. He is top ben. tier when it comes to everything mechanical in Toyota. Well, ben, and ben, ben is Yoda. Ben is a is a master Toyota tech, who spent 16 years in the local dealerships, and he was the go-to guy on emissions and fuel systems. Hmm. He's the guy we call when we when Australia is closed and we gotta we gotta get an answer. Make something work. Yeah. Dude, he has some really nice second-gen sequoias on this page. No, it all be seeing pictures of him tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Ross, it's it's even know. more than what I want to do. Like it's oh, are, really? yeah, there's nope. king shocks with remote reservoirs yeah. under here. Like, <laughs> I mean, you I, want to do that? Whether it's a reality or not is a different story. But I can't the get calls that budget. I get the most right now um, on, on things that we don't currently have or or make or have the ability to get. Sequoias and Armadas, because Arm- really? in in Australia that's a patrol. Yep. yep. And so there's a lot of parts that are made for patrols, and so I get I get a lot of phone calls. Do you make a tank for a Armada? Hmm. We never brought one in, so we don't know. But yet, hashtag out there if somebody wants to have their Armada yep. figured out, talk come talk to us. So on the subject of of Sequoias, because the, just as land cruiser people tend to look down on Lexus GX people, uh, the 200 crowd kind of sort of looks down on the Sequoia folks. Yep. Uh, you, you may have run into this. Mm-hmm. You just crush you know, You're driving down the road and you flash your lights and you wave at some guy in a 200 series and the guy flips <laughs> you off because you're not good enough. <laughs> exactly. Right. But but I also got in at a price point that I can still do other stuff. Well, and that's, and, that, and that's my point is, is for, for somebody with a, a moderately uh, large um, physical need, uh, family or gear or what have you, the, t- the, 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 the 200 series is a bit cramped. Yeah. Um, and the Sequoia is a great platform. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, you got the same engine and transmission and uh, oh, you even have I think an independent rear suspension, which um, I know I'm IFS up front. Yeah, no, you got your IFS in the rear too. Um, mm-hmm. Which which is why we can't put a Tundra tank in your vehicle. That's right. The Tundra is solid, but the because yeah. um, because the the IRS takes up more space. Yeah. Um, well, and working. Ward didn't, Ward didn't tell you, you know, the 77 that's being imported for LRAM, mm-hmm. um, which is what we call ourselves, um, that whole vehicle import slash build, the part of the reason that we're doing it is to show, well, Ward's really doing it, but part of the reason it's happening <laughs> is we really want to show people that there actually is awesome vehicles out there that you can get for a very affordable price and it can do what you want it to do mm-hmm. without picking every mod that's available to put on it. Um, I think 
I'll let Ward decide if he wants to tell you what the import and total on that thing's going to be because it's it's way less than what most people are going to think once it's actually paid for in here and imported. Um, it's going to be a killer vehicle for an insanely decent price. So, so this is just between us kids here, right? We're not. Nobody else is going to hear this. Yes, that'd be recorded. So, Still, okay. definitely recording. <laughs> okay, but but you, we'll, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Given, given currency exchange rates and uh, careful shopping and knowing what you're doing and not getting emotional, uh, the, the big plan for this thing is 25 by 25. Okay. Uh, all in, not including the bumper and the tank because that's, that's show bling One. stuff yeah. that you don't need. Mm-hmm. Uh, but purchase... Uh, a lot of work done on the other side, uh, clear coat, paint repair, upholstery repair, the, those beautiful plaid or stripy seats. Mm-hmm. The driver's side bolster was screwed up. So I had the guy go out and find me some uh, takeout seats with the same material. Wow. Um, yeah, it's going to be nice when it gets here. Uh, the goal is total everything, including some cooling upgrades once it gets here because that little four-cylinder I'm doing a custom radiator and exhaust. Twenty-five thousand dollars total total cost of bill landed, insured, not insured, but registered, mm-hmm. and twenty-five miles to the gallon. Wow, so great! Twenty-five and twenty-five. That's, that's <laughs> cool. because because you don't have to just drive another Tacoma. You know, yeah, you absolutely don't true. have to be like everybody else if you've got an appetite for, you know, something a little different. You don't mind a cassette player. So, hey, no, they shipped. They, I, I got, I got the Becker. I got the Becker, the Becker uh, retro radio. Oh, you did. Yeah. So, so back in the back in the the nineties, the the hot the hot German radio for Porsches and BMWs and Mercedes was the the, the Becker. Yeah. The yeah, name is familiar. And they uh, they make a retro reproduction of that radio that is just perfect for this vehicle um and they're just crazy stupid price i got one for about 300 bucks off from crutchfield i had to wait three months but uh, they shipped it this week those are awesome that's pretty good all that sounds great dude those radios look hilarious Sweet guys. So yeah, on that note, um, <laughs> thank you I'm so a, much for I'm coming on. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. So look forward to visiting you. Uh, social media is just uh, Facebook and Instagram at Long Range America, and we have a new YouTube channel. Just had actually uh, a video cool. drop today, so we're just starting our YouTube and getting it going. I need to look that up. I will find Very that cool. as well. Yep, uh, Long Range America. For, for everybody listening, uh, you can read what Ross and I write about uh, dumb car stuff on Hooniverse, and Ross writes for Everyday Driver, too. He, he likes to do that humble brag. Um, yeah. uh, I put a piece up last week about the new Ford uh, Transit EV. Um, that is not for passengers yet. Yet. Uh-huh. Yet. <laughs> Only for commercial use. It's, it's, it's very very limited on range and it, they did so they a, can, uh, the government can get its taxes back after yep. the tax credit for the even. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's it.
Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having us. Appreciate it.